All right, everybody, welcome back to Bros 1 through 10. This is episode 105. Uh, Derek Self, spotter of the 86 Mini Cup car here. Joined, as always, with Travis Parks, who's fresh off his trip from Talladega this past weekend. Um, went down to a big one on the boulevard, and I'm sure he's got some, a lot of stories to tell from that weekend. So, yeah, without further ado, we'll bring him in. What's up, man? How we doing this week? I'm doing all right. You can still probably hear fucking Dago in my voice, but, you know, we'll we'll power on and get it done. But, yeah, no, definitely two, uh, two wild nights on the boulevard Friday and Saturday night. A lot of those stories can't uh, can't probably go on the podcast, but, you know, we'll just say some uh, some people like to stay back and avoid the the trenches. I got down in the trenches and uh did 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 some uh some interesting things. So yeah, it was a wild night. We ended up standing on the fucking top of turn what was turn three on Saturday night at like three o'clock in the morning. So that nice. was pretty cool. So yeah, no, no, fun weekend nevertheless. Yeah, we'll get into uh the racing more and all, but yeah, no, everything was great up until I get fucking ramsacked at the campsite. Never thought it would happen at the race. That was pretty uh pretty disheartening, but yeah, tough way to end the weekend there for you, but hey, you saw Kyle Busch back in victory lane and from Tal- at Talladega since 2008, and first time a black and red eight car has won since there, or won at Talladega since 2004. Uh, so definitely cool, cool little thing there, and uh, you seem to be Kyle Busch's good luck charm of late, so keep going <laughs> in the races. I mean, you're going back to back this weekend, headed up to Dover for the weekend. Uh, I'm not sure, are you going both races or just cup? What are you doing? No, nah, we're going to the Nats game on Saturday, so just uh, just cup. Okay, you staying Sunday night then? No, we're we're going back after the race on Sunday, so we're staying in Rehoboth Beach Saturday night, and then uh, up to the Cup race on Sunday. Okay, nice. Yeah, that's it. I say going back to back, man. You will. Uh... Boots on the ground once again, but yeah, let's uh, dive into the weekend that was at Talladega. Yeah, say three three out of four races April, so it's, it's yeah. I mean, great and, then race you, and then you're picking right back up in in May. I mean, you, we had to pick and choose. I'm sure you uh, are going to be skipping Darlington. I imagine is that right? Yeah, I, I skip Darlington, and you'll obviously be at North Wilkesboro and probably the 600. I imagine back to back there. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm gonna make the three straight weekends. Yeah, that would be uh, tough. Though. Certainly after doing a back to back in April. But yeah, hey, you know that we uh, we don't do this full time, but we do what we can. Um, yeah, you'll be. I said Dover this week. I'll probably try to make it out to Dominion or or somewhere see some racing. But come, damn, come to Dover if you're trying to see some racing. It's close enough, dog. <laughs> uh, we might. I don't. I will see. I think yeah. Scott still has an extra ticket or two, so because I'm getting some tickets from him. So yeah, I'll see. Um, but yeah, let's get into Talladega weekend. Um, we had what the triple header Arca race, which I don't need to get into too much. I don't even know who won. I didn't get. To yeah, I guess I that was, a, was that that was a double header on Saturday. Yeah, okay. I'll tell you. Wait, we were sitting at the campground and like we're all like sitting around cooking food and just like hanging out. And we heard how many times they were like stopping and starting. And then there'd be like a 20 minute pause and they'd start again. And we'd be like, this sounds like a real fucking ARCA race out here. Like, <laughs> like You could just tell from, from the, from the sounds. It, it was an ARCA race. Like I said, I don't even know who won, but shout out to whoever won. Yeah. ARCA going to ARCA at Talladega. That's for sure. Um, 
but yeah uh what about uh the xfinity i know that was a crazy race i didn't get to see that i was at the wedding doing wedding stuff on uh saturday but uh, i know that was a wild one you had blaine perkins going for a ride and uh, i guess you you texted me or something i saw D daniel hamrick also went for a ride from what I oh understand. yeah dude i'm surprised you didn't see it man yeah he, no, i haven't he, seen that I, I guess i did see a meme uh they had the colleague posted a meme of uh i think the, the guy's name is beetlejuice um where he's like I'm, what, are you, what are you doing oh me nothing just hanging out so it and, and they uh hemrick has a shirt on his website because he does the backflips daniel flipping hemrick and he, he made a meme of it, too, and was like, not what we intended this shirt for, but since it's in the news and, like, posted the video of the clip and then that shirt, like, it, it was um, eerily reminiscent of the Tony Stewart flip in uh, 2012, if you remember that, at the end of that race where he, like, flipped over the whole – Like, in the, in the middle of the pack? Yeah, but this okay. time it was like they were in the, they were in the corner. So he was like in the corner. Well, so like that's right. when Tony Stewart flipped as well. They were in the corner. And he yeah. like blew over the pack almost. Yeah, and that's what this Hamrick one was like. And he like he like like you know how they put the camera in the fence? He like tore out like one of the cameras out of the fence and like damaged like the safer barrier too. It was a pretty wild yeah, it was a wild flip. I think I have a video of it on my phone because I was starting to pull out my phone recording thinking I was gonna see a Daniel Hamrick win. And then next thing you know, he's blowing over up in the air. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm pulling up a video of it now, so I'll be able to give you a better little analyst of it. But yeah, I know that was that that the the big one at the end where Jeff Burton was able to snag the lead. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was up there all day, but yeah, he was up there at the lead. But that's where a lot of okay, yeah. yeah. Now that you say it, yeah, very reminiscent of that Tony Stewart wreck. Yeah, you the see one exactly. where they, they, Dale Jr. got hurt in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, and, uh, yeah, that's exactly what it definitely reminds me of. Yeah, the lead in the pack there and just kind of got turned sideways and then up into the fence. And, yeah, the, I see what you're saying, rips the camera off. And then, uh, yeah, that's that's the one that uh, Jeb Burton, I believe, was able to steal the lead from. But Dude, and Austin Hill was in that, too. Like, I mean, he yeah, had when you have, again. Like, yeah, yep. I, I listened to an interview of him saying how, like, I guess because he, it was Sunday when he he was uh, getting interviewed for the Cup race. He was talking about how they had a really good piece, but they kept getting behind the eight ball and had to work their way up, and just didn't really have the track position to avoid a wreck like that. You know, obviously they and were you still, know, you they were still somebody, in the top three or five at the time. So you know, somebody has a good car at a super speedway when like he drove like back up to the front like multiple times, like and that's not easy to do at a super speedway. So like he definitely had a had a piece, and it was funny. Did you were you able to see the clip of him riding around there the last couple laps, looking like a twisted sister, like two thousand four era car? No, I didn't see that. Oh my god, yeah, you should try to see if you can find a. Uh... But yeah, he was he he was rolling around there with a fucking twisted sister, because actually they had the first overtime restart shit off his car and which i mean go back to the josh williams thing talk yeah. about inconsistency like yeah he was throwing shit off his car left and right and ended up they got into turn one and threw the caution again gotcha that's i i searched uh austin hill on twitter and looked some photos up here and there's already some memes about it there's a cars meme here it's like cars all twisted up here like you said all like banged up cartoon wise and it's like don't take me out coach i can still race so <laughs> I can only imagine what it looked like in real life, but um, yeah. 
certainly he had a fast piece. And I think that line, I, I was looking at shopping some lines earlier that day, and and I think the line for him closed at like plus 275, and I still thought about touching it because I, I got so it early good. in the week at exactly that, yeah. Yeah. You, you added it at 275 early in the week? Yeah. Wow. So that, yeah, that makes me feel good then if, it, if I, you know, if it was, I should have t- grabbed it then. It was that early in the week because, I mean, that's not bad. Like, that's obviously clearly the favorite. I mean, he had to have been the favorite early last week. I can't remember what it said, what we had got. Man, I, I was thinking about Jeb too, man. I wish I did, but because I had, I had Hill, Hemrick, and Kligerman. Those were the three I bet on. And I, I really, Jeb was one I was strongly considering, but, um, uh, part that was a heartbreaker for me with first with Hemrick, obviously, and then with with Kligerman because not only did I have the bet on Kligerman, we had our group of like twenty people and like everybody put in like a couple bucks and then like got to pick like one driver and Kligerman was who I ended up with in that, mm-hmm. and like it was literally down to me and one other guy Nick because he had a uh, Sheldon Creed, and that's that that ended up being the winner. I don't think anybody had Jeb. But um, well, no, I know nobody did because Nick won it with Sheldon Creed. But man, really shaping up for uh, Parker Kligerman there, and I gave that one out on the podcast last week. I would have felt like a genius there for a second if that hit. Yeah, but I mean, that was. I mean, damn! Like I know you said you didn't get to see it, but that was no. Like, but I mean, I, I get the updates. I was able to keep up with it via Twitter, and yeah, it sounded like a crazy one. Like I think the Xfinity race was longer than the Cup race, like time wise. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it sounded like there were some huge wrecks in it. I mean, obviously you had the Blaine Perkins huge crash, um, Daniel Hemrick getting going up and over, and yeah, just like a lot of mayhem going on there. Um, but yeah, Talladega, man, it's always a wild race and. All the junior motorsports cars got collected in the same, or like three of the four got collected in the same wreck. Yeah, it's hard to believe we're, what, 10 races in this year, and they still don't have a win yet, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that is crazy. Like, I don't know, like, whatever they had last year, uh, they well, it's not they like they're lacking speed, but yeah, it is certainly, I mean, I will say, looking ahead, I mean, they, they've got to be the favorites this weekend heading into Dover. I mean, yeah, I mean, we know they they run super well here. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure they they were either one, two, three, or one, two, three, four at Dover last year. I'm pretty sure. But. Yeah, and looking at looking ahead here, they are uh, Allgaier and Barry open as the favorites, plus four hundred. Oh, okay. But yeah, I mean, that was a, a a wild Xfinity race. Like I said, that was over three and a half hours, all said and done. Like, and like I guess I. I'll have to go look at like the official exact times, but I think the Xfinity race was longer than the Cup race. Gotcha. Yeah, it's, it's certainly wild. Um, Talladega is known for those wild races, but yeah, all the dash for cash cars were taken out. That's another crazy thing to follow. Like Cole Custer was the only dash for cash car left running, and he was hurt. So, mm. yeah. And then, Wish I wish I wish I would have gotten to see it. Uh, the the Xfinity package always races well at Super Speedways. It sounded like it was a really exciting race. Um, obviously, you had those big wrecks, but yeah, um, I don't really got much more else from Saturday. Oh, I mean, we well, I, I don't want to for overlook the winner here, man. <laughs> you gotta, I don't like you gotta be excited for for Jeb Burton and for Jordan Anderson and that team. What a 
what a huge win for that team. I mean, people, you love to see the underdogs like get, and that's what makes Daytona and Talladega, Atlanta now so special. As you can see, like underdog teams get up there where, like, that team that I mean, that team is not competing for wins weekend, weekend and week out. I actually think Jeb, beyond just this race, has done a really good car and like getting the most out of that car this year. And I mean to see it pay dividends and them to, to to get a win here at Talladega and lock themselves in the playoffs. I mean, what a huge win for that team and and for the fact that uh, for Jordan Anderson, you know, we know what happened to him here last fall. So that was a big storyline of that win. I mean, I know he was super emotional after that race, and so was uh I heard Larry Mack talking about it on the radio, and he was getting or or might have been on the broadcast, and he like Larry Mack was getting choked up about it because. Jordan Anderson's his son-in-law, and yeah, that was a track where Jordan Anderson almost lost it all, and to come back and get his first win as an owner, that's pretty damn special for him and that team. No, absolutely. I mean, everybody involved, like I said, the whole Jordan Anderson storyline of it, of him coming back to Talladega and and getting the win there after what happened last fall in the big fire um, where he almost died, essentially. Uh, I mean, literally uh, hopped out of a moving race car. I mean, that was insane. And then, uh, obviously, for Jeb Burton, I mean, uh, two years ago at this very race, uh, rain-shortened race, you know, finally gets one uh, full full distance, I think it went, if not longer. I don't know if it was overtime or not. I don't know what, what it was. But, yeah, I mean, it, we know the plate racing is, is the equalizer for these smaller budget teams, and we love seeing the, when, they, when they can get up there and, and steal one. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, yeah, awesome for Jeb, awesome for Jordan Anderson. I mean, yeah, I, I'm I'm a big Jeb fan, man. Like, I, I was hoping to see him get another year in that college car when he was in it a couple years ago because I thought he did a pretty good job in that car, and it would have been cool to see him get a chance to grow. But we know that's he, – he's a guy that's had a, a lot of, like, tough luck if you go through his career. Like, teams shutting down and sponsors out on him. He's just – He's he's definitely taken the hard path where, you know, I, like I, I was listening to Ryan Truex on Corey's podcast last week, and he was saying that about his last name, and it's a, the same situation with Jeb, where it's like people from the outside are just like, yeah, he's Ward's son, he's got a ride, and it's just like it, it doesn't work that way at all. And Jeb's definitely taken the taken the beaten path to to get where he is. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, definitely love those grinders that. Are, are in it for the long haul and just love racing. I mean, that's what we're all about. You know, just they they just want to go racing no matter how how they got to do it. They'll find a sponsor, find a way to fund it, and 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 when it works out like this, it makes the story even that much more special. Yeah, and locked like say locked in the playoffs too. That's going to be because I mean the worst they can finish in points now is twelfth, and versus you know who knows they probably would have finished what fifteenth, sixteenth, some somewhere between fifteenth and twentieth without this win and now like they they lock up finishing no worse than 12th in the standings so i mean that's big that's gonna be worth tens of thousands i don't know what the exact payout difference is but that's gonna be worth a lot of money for that team yeah definitely so hell yeah good for jeb burton fun xfinity race wild xfinity race glad uh is okay because i didn't even know he was in the hospital until they said he was released from the hospital but yeah, that's kind of how I was like, uh, yeah, they, I feel like they didn't make that super public. I don't know. Maybe they did and just kind of got overshadowed by things. But, 
Yeah, that Ollie's right. car, by the way. That's the first ain't seen an Ollie's car since what, like a long time. Dave Blaney days is weird yeah. to see Ollie's car pop up. We were talking about that. Yep. Ollie's back in action. Yeah. Then we had the uh concert down there on Saturday night, man. Shout out to uh Cole Swindell. That was an awesome show. We got to uh go down there and see. I had a lot of fun there. I'm a big fan of his and uh, had a huge, huge crowd down there for that concert. I don't know if any of your Dega trips you you went to the infield concerts or not, but no, we we were usually so wiped from the Saturday experience of qual- cup qualifying and and Xfinity that or trucks that we were you know we were banged up and that was usually like we were waking up usually after the the concert was finishing kind of. Oh, I got getting you. ready for Saturday night. You know what I mean? Yeah, getting a little power nap in while while uh, I can't remember. I want to say it was like maybe Colt Ford was the last to play when I was there. Yeah, yeah. Like I said it was never never an act. I was like, oh, I gotta go see this person. Yeah, like, like, if it was I, like Riley Green or or you know somebody big. I probably would make the trip, but uh, yeah, it was. Riley Green last year, then Cole Swindell this year. So yeah, yeah, I mean, two two great acts that I probably would have enjoyed seeing. And like last last fall, I was in Auburn on the the Saturday before the race, but I was camping in Dago, and it was Chase Rice at that one. So again, another great name that I probably would have gone to see. But yeah, then for a while they they didn't have the greatest concerts. Yeah, I guess they're definitely stepping the stepping the game up. For they realize they got to get more people down there. They need bigger names. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna need a bigger boat. Yeah, and the, I mean it, it, it paid <laughs> off. I mean, dude, the, the crowd down there, like it, it is insane. Like how many people show up for that concert, and you got to walk like right through the boulevard to get to the concert too. So yeah. it's just like I'm sure it makes yeah, for a good it, time down there. Oh, uh, it, it it was freaking sweet, and then yeah, out on the boulevard after the concert till probably like I said two three a.m. I don't know what time we ended up going back but like it's cool so like where they have you parked to like where you're supposed to go in the infield you go through like the tunnel that like goes out onto the track and then like which we were we really weren't supposed to go like as far as we did but it was like freaking 3 a.m so like who cares so like we walked like all the way over to like turn three i think it was and we walked like all the way up the bank and like that was cool like because like i've never like actually like felt like banking like that steep and like walked up it and it was insane like just like like feeling the walk i was like oh i'm gonna go up here and stand on the wall like by the time i got it, i was like never mind no i'm not <laughs> nah. but it no nah, that was cool it was it was a fun uh friday and saturday night for sure i mean it, it it's always a great time in that place and that's why i love going back so much and i mean shout out to everybody that was at our group camping like if anybody uh is, is listening i mean just a lot of, i mean like i say we probably had 15 20 people there camping man it was a awesome awesome crew and some uh some people with shows there too i mean shout out to obviously we know the left turn cult boys were there uh chairgate and dakota and tex they were there and uh the stock car spectacle boys there i want to don't want to forget to give a shout out to them those are some uh some awesome dudes out of Chicago. They drove all the way down for Dega. They did it last year too. So awesome guys. And shout out to them. Uh, some great shows and go give them a listen. If you're listening to this and haven't checked any of those guys out. 
Yeah, for sure. All right, what about Sunday? Let's tell us about Sunday. What did the what did the race look like from uh, from the grandstands? Well, so yeah, I mean, I've I've been looking forward to actually like hearing what you think because. I haven't listened to any of like the post race like podcasts this week. I've been listening to like the radio a little bit, and it seems like most of the serious callers were pretty positive. But then, like on Twitter, like Jeff Gluck's poll, it was like one of the lowest rated Talladega races ever. And then, like I saw like the DBC. I didn't listen, but like the DBC title was like, "What's wrong?" or like, "What's the problem?" or something like that. And I'm just like, good question. Like, what is the problem? Because I thought that race was fucking awesome i mean you had 57 lead changes uh this was the first super speedway race with this package that like a third lane like legitimately worked and like you had a lot of three wide racing uh, hold the brakes right there i wouldn't say a lot i don't know maybe it didn't translate to tv but i mean we were all kind of like fascinated like watching them whenever they got a good call to like to lead that third lane to pull that third lane that third lane could go like when priest started pulling that third lane, like they got up there and when Bubba started pulling it, they also got up there. It was just like when they didn't have a great car leading it, it kind of died out. But, but I, I, think I, didn't say, I wouldn't say it was a whole lot of it. Wasn't a lot. Yeah. Which I, I mean, said, hey, that's why every time it did happen, everybody was like, Oh, let's watch this, you know, like to see what happens, see what kind of run can develop. But yeah, I mean, I, it's not the worst super speedway racing I've seen, but it's also not the best. Um, I, I think I think our bigger problem, obviously, is the short track package. We got to get that fixed. Um, but but no, it, I mean I'll take the the, the quote from uh, Jordan Bianchi. It's it's perfectly acceptable. You know what I mean? It's not great, but it's not hateful either. You know I, I, mean? I just don't know like what what more you want. Like like th- that's what I'd say to anybody who like wasn't. Like I thought that was, I literally thought that was one of the best Talladega races I've ever watched. Like, and I mean, I, I'd have to like go back and watch it from the TV perspective. But like, I was like looking at the guys I was with at like points in the race. I'd be like, I think we're watching like an iconic race, right? Maybe it just like felt like that in the moment. But like, I mean, it's just like every lap. It's like we got a different leader, we got different players up front. Like, and it was like there'd be at times like they pulled that third lane and times they didn't. But like I said, it's like 57 lead changes. It was the most lead changes at Talladega since uh, a long time. I don't know exactly how long, but like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's fine. But like I said, I want to see it. I want, I want it to be a little bit more racier. I want it to be a little bit more racier. Um, I mean, so what do you like? I mean, what do you like? I'm just like I say, I'm just curious, like what? Because I thought it was like very racy. I mean, I just mentioned all of all the the lead changes, and I mean, like, well, like I said, I, mean, I would like, like to, I would like to see that third line be able to develop and pull runs a little bit better. Because I'll say, to, because to, it, it, the, when the the third lane worked the best, all the lines were even. To me, a, a boring super speedway race which we always saw with the with the old car is when they get in fucking one line and ride around in the train for you know half the race and they never at any point did that in this race. Well, cuz they, they were in two trains. It was just two trains instead of one cuz they knew that they couldn't you, nobody could make a pass. Yeah, That's but they're still racing like I mean, it, it, I said it 
it was fine. It's fine. This is not the package that needs work. I'm not saying it does. All I'm saying is it, it can be tweaked and it can be it's gonna be better when, when they get it tweaked. Oh yeah, they're gonna keep working. That's all I'm saying is that they need to just keep keep tweaking on this thing, this car, and and finding it its sweet spots on, on each type of these different racetracks. And I think that's why you see a lot of these kind of like what's wrong, what like what we need to fix this, we need to fix that, is because it's it's the second year of this. We're trying to figure out it's like a completely new car, you know what I mean? This is new this is a new sport of NASCAR, essentially. You know and what I mean? You, you hinted at it there, by the way, and, like, I just wanted to bring it up because I listened to it after we recorded last week. But, like, I really like what Dale Jr. had to say on the download last week. I don't know if you listened about, like, he's like, every week do we need to get on here and say, like, what's wrong and what needs fixing and, like. Right, we can't just go race. Like, it can't, yeah. just, it can't be perfectly acceptable. It can't just be a good race or an okay race. You know, I mean, shit, I remember, shit, back, we were so spoiled these days, I mean, I remember back in, like, 2011, I mean, you'd go to Kansas, not Kansas, but, like, I don't know, we'll say Michigan, bro, there'd be uh, the 16-second lead. I mean, obviously, you know, we're going to have that at Talladega, it's not comparable. I mean, it'd literally be so boring unless we got a caution, like, at least and the I mean, has been close. We're not too far removed, also, from, like, a, a really bad super speedway package, like, do you remember 2018 when the fucking Stuart Haas cars got out front and had like half a track on the the field the whole day? Yeah, I mean like, that also that was kind of the first time we saw the team teams merge together and form as one train essentially and say like, look, doesn't matter who's leading, we're not jumping out of line here. You know what I mean? But I'll take this racing over like the old because like the 100%, old. 100, percent and that's all like, I'm saying is it, all I'm saying is this racing can be better and it will be better when they work on this package. I hated that old way where like one guy would get out front and just brought block like both lanes. Like, yeah, all I want, I, like, I need, I need a happy medium of both of that. And we got that like the the last four to eight races of plate racing. So, what year was twenty twenty two? So twenty twenty one and twenty twenty. So twenty twenty from Daytona to twenty twenty one, Talladega Fall. That was the best super speedway racing we have ever seen. I've literally been to every super speedway race with this new car, by the way. I realized. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not saying like I said it was it was a great good race. I was thoroughly enjoyed. I mean, I was like, okay, yeah, we got some two lines working here. You know, what I mean, who's who? What lane can go go here? Which one's going to get the lead? And you got to can that third up. lane get going? And all I said, all I just want to see is get a little bit more race here where somebody can kind of get out a little bit and do a little bit of blocking, but also that, that like, if, if two guys team up right, that they can get by that guy trying to block. You know what I mean? Like, that was, I feel like, the best time for super speedway racing. It was literally chest at 200 miles an hour at that point. Yeah. And, I mean, it was cool. Too. I just want to get back to that. It, it was cool, too, to see, like, some of the, the, the faces, like, we had up front. Like, it was, like, really hairy. And, like, they, they sure enough wrecked. And I kept, like I said in the group, happening the people i was sitting with when harrison burton and noah gregson were leading that line i was like this is the big one waiting to happen right here and that's no diss to either of those guys it's just like they're no, not it's inexperienced yeah you know, being inexperience in the, of, especially being in the front of these plate races with a new car yeah which i mean that's what ended up leading to 
the, the wreck we saw, which was like no which other. Said, like, to be fair, I feel like that could have happened to anybody. I mean, they, they literally touched right as they went over that, that tunnel you mentioned earlier in the show. Um, they As they settled off that bump, the 42 had gotten to the 21's bumper, and as the 21 got light over the bump, it, it, uh, it just unsettled the car and it went around on him. But hell of a hell of a job saving it though, because that could have been really bad spinning up in front of the field. And I think the only car that got really collected was uh shit, I had money on them. Oh uh, guys, um, while you think about it, guys, I had money on I had Michael McDowell and literally lap two. That was dead. Oh, I know, dude. I was like, oh. I was Austin Dillon. Austin Dillon got the worst of that one. That's right. Him and, him, just the checking up, him and uh, I believe it was Logano got together. Um, that was uh, LaJoy and Logano. I forgot. No, but Logano also, I think, had a hand in helping the, the three car go around. Oh, did he? I think so. I okay. could be wrong, but I think so. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, I, I said I thought it was a good race. I voted yes on the poll, just for the record. I, I thought it was a good race, and and you know me, I'm I'm fine with these perfectly acceptable races. You know what I mean? That's a okay race for me. I almost oh. never vote no on that poll. Like you said, what? I almost never vote no. Oh yeah, race. hardly ever. If it's it's got to be a real stinker like Martinsville last spring to be like, nah, dog, that was not good. Or like any Phoenix race. Yeah, true that Phoenix is pretty terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah no I'm like I'm almost always like yes on that and I was just so surprised like I was like everybody's gonna love this race and like I was driving home from the race and like it seemed like most of the callers on the radio were happy with it and I didn't really and then like I went home and like saw the poll and, and clicked yes and like he's like this is like 12th of 15 Talladega races I was like what <laughs> I mean I will say also that Denny Hamlin has a good point that it takes he said about 15% of the the skill aspect out of it and and puts it into the luck column, if that makes sense. So and I think that's why the people in the industry aren't really in favor of it because it has lost some of its skill when, when you were on the super speedways. Like you said, you saw some of those younger guys out front. Ty Gibbs. Yeah, I mean, like I said, maybe they, they don't – they certainly don't have the experience. I mean, yeah, they got to learn sometime, but – you got to think that the veterans would have, you know, kind of found their way around those guys had, had they had a little bit more control in their hands. Dude, an- another one. I don't know if it translated on TV. Like you can tell me when Ty Gibbs and Bubba were leading that line. Both of those cars were so loose. I mean, well, uh, I mean, I think that was a product. Hamlin also talked about that on his podcast. It was a good podcast this week by Hamlin. Um, that. That they were literally trying to coach the 54, like all the guys behind the 54 when he was leading that lane, where they were trying to coach him and be like, all right, you got to move up to the middle here, come down and side draft him here. You know, they all the veterans were coming on the radio telling their spotter to go down and tell Ty, to tell Hirsch, uh, to tell Ty what to do um, and where to make, make those moves. So, and he, uh, him also said that as soon as they leave in the racetrack, Ty Gibbs is there pull in Denny Hamlin's pocket. Hey, man, how, how how can I do this better? What can I do here? Asking a million questions right before they get on the plane. So you'd like to see that from a young driver, certainly at young age, um, 20 years old, trying to learn as much as he can. Um, he knows he's going to be around 
around this sport a long time. So, yeah, I mean, definitely good to see some fresh faces up there, but I, th- I think it takes a little bit of skill out of it, and that's what the guys are a little bit upset about. But Ty Gibbs has been doing a good job, by the way. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, for getting thrown to the Wolves, I mean, you got to take over essentially the 18 car. I mean, that comes with a lot of pressure in itself. You just lost your dad. Uh, I mean, there's a lot going on for that young man. Yeah, I mean, he had that run where he finished ninth, like for like, which I mean, I'm I gotta look at the like I'm pretty like he's like right near the playoff bubble or only like not too far back. 40, yeah, 41 point, he's forty one points out, which hell yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he got a win. To be honest, I mean, no. Be- not it'd, at all. It'd be like, oh, dang, that's crazy. But I would not be like, what? Ty Gibbs got a win? No way. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say he will, but it also, like, wouldn't be the most surprising thing at all now. All right. Well, what else you got? Anything else from Cup? No, nah, I mean, uh, obviously, we got to talk about the the ending sequence there. And, I mean, I guess everything that, that led up to it. So, what? So we had the caution. So the caution with Noah, we talked about that. And then I believe next is the caution. Is it the caution with Ross and Noah, or is it the one with Joey and LaJoy and all that? Uh, I don't know the order. But nonetheless, we can probably jump ahead to that one, the second to last restart there with uh, with Noah getting uh, put put three wide by Ross. I mean, I, I didn't think Ross had done anything wrong there. That's a guy going for the win and sees an opportunity of a young guy and trying to take advantage of it. Well, Ross, the, the my only issue was it, it it wasn't like Noah was, like, out of control. And, like, Ross, like, shoved him off of the corner and, like, intentionally, like, moved him up the track and out of the pack. It was, like – and then, like, got under him, like – where it's like he didn't get under him just like naturally because Noah got loose. It's like no, you got him loose and then forced your car under. Well, yeah, him. I mean, like I said he he was he was definitely aggressive. I mean, it's nothing new. I mean, we say it every week. Sound like a broken record. Ross yeah. Chastain aggressive. Color me blue. You know, I'm shocked. Uh, I didn't like the move from Ross. I gotta say it. And I'm no, like, I mean, I don't. I mean, you, you don't have to like it. You know, it's it is what it is. I mean, I'm not sitting here saying I like it or don't like. it. I'm just saying that I totally understand why like some people were like why would you make that move like i i get why you make that move you're going for a win you know what i mean so it's it's nothing new from ross chastain to be aggressive like that put i mean three wide going into turn one to talladega um when there's barely a gap yeah i mean it's not gonna work nine times out of ten and then on that restart we saw that big ref between um kyle larson and ryan priest super scary oh my god yeah super scary wreck i mean uh, as soon as it happened, like they showed to the, they cut to like Kyle Larson's car, and like you could see the like I I immediately noticed like the door rail was fucked up, and I'm like, damn, like that basically intruded the car there, and I was like, damn, that's scary shit, and and then they obviously showed the onboard uh, of looking back at Ryan Priest. I mean, it he bounces his head off the steering wheel and visor flies up. I mean, he I don't think he ride. actually hit. The, I don't think he actually hit the steering wheel. I just wanted to. I think he did. Because, yeah, I mean, I saw, like, the people who are, like, anti this car were, like, using that as, like, a thing. But, like. Well, I mean, I I'm not anti this car. I feel like the car did its not job. Hurt. I'm just saying. 
I mean, at, at some point, you're the impact. You're gonna move. Like, you're, yeah, you're exactly. gonna move. I'm just not, not saying that's a bad thing. I mean, it's it's not great that he hit the steering wheel, but that's just that's gonna happen when you get in major impacts like this. So I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying I'm pretty sure he did bounce his head off the steering wheel. But what was good to see, though, was was the fact number one, all these guys walked away, and some of the cars that that uh, wrecked, like we actually saw like the back of the cars like crumble, and that was like what was not happening last year. That was leading to some of these issues. But a few of those cars, we actually saw the backs like get pounded and actually crumble in, which was what they redesigned them to do in the off season. So. Like yeah. that, that was good to see, but yeah, yeah. you didn't take note of that, but yeah, I mean, uh, that's definitely what you want to see. I, said, I think I like the like... 19 was the 19 was one of them, like on the last lap. I think he was like his, like the back of his car was like crumbled in. Yeah, I mean, I said, I think the car performed uh, as it was designed to. I mean, if you look at the both sides of the chassis, um, that the passenger side is open door rails like we used to have on the old car on both sides, and then. On the driver's side, it's it's uh, basically an anti-intrusion intrusion cage uh, that, that nothing's getting through. I mean, it looks like a, a steel wall. So, Oh, my God. I know what I got to bring up. by the, like, Go ahead. M- maybe the funniest thing I've ever seen at a race in person is fucking Briscoe doing donuts on pit road with yes. the flat tire and dude like when i like the crowd was going fucking nuts it sounded like chase just took the lead and everybody's like and it was like right in front of us and everybody's like yeah like cheering as like briscoe is doing donuts and nascar just like refuses to throw the caution like all when well, they were up. trying to see if he could get it going yeah yeah but yeah i feel like after maybe the third or fourth donut maybe get the hint well, that's on briscoe but well, I mean, he, I don't know what else he could have done besides just sit there, but try to put it in reverse. I mean, did he? <laughs> no, I don't think he did. I think he just laid on the loud pedal. Oh my God. It was and so dude, fun. Literally, Tony, I think like Tony Stewart's obviously in the booth, and I feel like Tony Stewart couldn't have been more embarrassed in that movie. He was like, Jesus Christ. With that cartoon that looks nothing like him on the side of he, that car. I, I, you can just tell he was like, We look like a bunch of monkeys fucking a football right now. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Dude, by the way, that like, please go to commercial because I'm about to lose my shit. That scheme, by the way, dude, what the fuck? Like, was that supposed to look like Tony Stewart? Like, I mean, I'm sorry. I just thought that, like, the cartoon, like, that's the best Tony Stewart you can do. Like, I mean, that's I don't know. Cartoons are fine. Like I said, I I like every cartoon artist has their own like flair, you know. So I I don't really hate on the cartoons too much. I mean, Fox broadcast, obviously. is shitty. I think wow. the Fox broadcast Tony Stewart would have looked better than the one that was on that car. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> made that joke. It might have been during qualifying. Uh, one of the drivers, I think, they were like, oh, I see y'all. Uh, Fox got to make y'all some graphics too or something. <laughs> so, But, but yeah, no, nah, that was hilarious. I didn't want to forget to bring that up while we're talking about the cup race. And then... But yeah, good good with the safety stuff. Glad to see those guys walk away. I mean, Priest was back in the gym the next morning, so and um obviously Larson was in the sprint car yesterday, so those guys are fine. Speaking of which, get well soon, Alex Bowman. That was a scary accident and hate to see him uh have to miss some races with the broken back. So 
Yeah, but I feel like you couldn't ask for a better sub driver. I mean, the talk of the town lately has been, is is Josh Berry ready for Cup? And here we are, uh, what, with what, two weeks off from Cup? And he's back in the car again. So, yeah, it sounds like he'll be in for about a month, three, three to four weeks or so. And, yeah, it's definitely exciting for him to get back in some more good equipment. Um, heading to Dover, at the track where he won at last year in the Xfinity Series. So, yeah, I expect the 48 team to still be tough. That team's had a lot of speed all year. So get well, Alex. Uh, sucks you got hurt, but appreciate the show that Kyle Larson and Brad Sweet put on for us last night. Um, what do you think? Now, what do you um, what do you think of the last restart and, and everything that happened there? So anything? I mean, I, for the, for the cup anything, race? Yeah. Anything? What, you, what are you trying to get at? I'm just saying, anything you had a problem with, like, or or with the whole Blaney Bubba deal, like. No, I mean, again, again, it's 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 the deal when you get to these super speedways in overtime. You know what I mean? We were in double overtime. It's literally like you you you're not you're not lifting off the throttle. You're not fucking giving an inch for anybody. You're blocking every line. You're you're you know what I mean? You're moving. You're shaking, trying to do everything you can to 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 get back to first because. You, at that point, you don't know when when the caution's gonna fall, and if it does fall, the race is over. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I just a, feel like it, it might have been smarter for Bubba in that situation to, you know, like let Blaney get the lead and yeah, I mean, and then try to block three lanes across the track. And it's it's easy to sit here and, and Wednesday night quarterback it, hundred percent. But but yeah, I mean, in the moment, it's just like I think, I, I mean, Hammond was also mentioning this, it's saying how. Bubba, he wanted to go listen to the radio and see if what Freddie was telling Bubba, you know, had was Bubba listening to Freddie or was Bubba making his own moves here? You know what I mean? And it's just one of those experience things. Bubba puts himself in these positions. He's going to find a way to win one of these things. Um, I mean, it's the, it's the same shit that happened with, with Hemrick on, on Saturday. Like, yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's just, I mean, that's just a product of what happens when you get down to the end of these things and literally nobody gives an inch. Yeah. It's, like, hey, it's, it's zero, zero give and a hundred percent take when it Hemmerich gets tried, three laps to go. I say he 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 tried to Hemrick tried to throw a block on on Creed on Saturday. We didn't talk about that, and it was, I mean, I'm a Hemrick fan. Bad block, not even close. Like shouldn't have tried it. Like it it, it was not a smart move. So but, yeah, you'll um, have that. But yeah, and then obviously, like much to uh, my joy and. uh Rather Nation's <laughs> joy and Dalton's joy, especially shout out to him. Seeing a, a Kyle win with him in person was an experience. That was all. I mean, he's he's the man. Shout out to him. And yeah, to see Kyle get through there and win at Talladega, he won his first uh, Talladega with JGR, and now won his first Talladega with RCR. Fifteen years apart, just insane. First race with a new sponsor, like. Yeah, and um, apparently their uh, M- McLaren Grills website ended up crashing Sunday night. Yeah, that's what their owner was. He was on, like, CNBC or something. He said, like, right after the race, like, everybody, like, their website just completely went down. Yeah, so that's definitely cool. Certainly, if you're Kyle Busch, that's how you sell sponsors. Be like, yo, you want your website to crash? Uh, just put me on a car, dog. I, I was told by Joe Gibbs Racing nobody wants to sponsor Kyle Busch. It's crazy. We've seen new sponsors left and right and websites. Well, and this, is, and this is kind of what I tried to tell you is that 
sponsors that are aligned themselves with Joe Gibbs Racing don't want to sponsor Kyle Busch. You know what I mean? That that's the thing. It's like these sponsors these sponsors have such an image conscious they have to keep. And but some of them don't Joe align. Gibbs, what? Why couldn't Joe Gibbs Racing go get McLaren Custom Grills? Yeah, but how many races is McLaren Custom Grills on the car for? Probably no Three. more. Oh, exactly. That ain't fun in this whole season. Yeah, but I mean they got like. Yeah, like I can't next- believe you're still hemmed up on this, bro. It's like it's over here. Oh Fine. no, I'm, I'm hemmed up on it. I'm just—it just, was literally just business. I'm gonna the take spon- my- the sponsorship dollars didn't add up. Oh, I'm just saying I'm gonna take my shots where I can get them. Like, I mean, I said, yeah, they. I mean, they said it makes sense though. You know, the Joe Gibbs sponsor model doesn't align with Kyle Busch. Is is the problem? It's certainly not when Kyle Busch went and formed his own energy drink. Now he was still under the Monster brand. He probably would have been fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's points to make either way on that. Like I say, as a fan, I'm just gonna, I'm no, just gonna... take your shots. I mean, like I said, be mad at Joe Gibbs Racing that they're little bitches and can't have good sponsors. Yeah, I mean, obviously, whoever's out there recruiting sponsors for RCR is doing a damn good job because, I mean, this is how you keep sponsors. Like, they get a new sponsor for three primaries and they win their first race i mean look at i guarantee you three chi is uh doing better business with kyle than they did with tyler reddick oh yeah and, and cheddar's like cheddar's has already come out and said like their they their sales have gone up yeah i mean kb just brings a huge and that's another thing sunday i feel like i heard cheers at talladega when he won like i don't oh, know yeah. how the crowd really how the, you know tv kind of manipulates that a little bit but for a, a Talladega win, you would have never heard cheers in the 18 car. Never. No, it's not as fun anymore. He's not the villain anymore. I mean, he's still <laughs> the villain. Not... Like I said, he can still play that role, and he'll do something to, to piss everybody off. Um, but it, he's definitely a more likable character these days that he can be be a little bit more of himself. That he has a bow tie on the front of his car. Yeah, that too. Yep, that helps. <laughs> that helps a lot. I saw a lot of I saw a lot of uh like three shirts with eight hats on. I saw that combination a lot this weekend. Say, That's yeah. cool. I mean, I I'd say eight. I guess I've only been to the one race, um, but yeah, I saw a lot of a lot of KB merch for sure. A lot of new KB merch, and seems to be a big fan base or a growing fan base. That's for sure. Did you get uh did you, did you get loaded up on your three G merch at Richmond or are you waiting? No, I'm waiting. I, I really want that uh Kyle's Kush shirt, obviously. I oh, think I'm gonna get that. Um I don't think they'll Dalton, sell that at the track. Dalton was rocking that on uh Friday night. It's he said it's only or I didn't see it in the rig, it's only on three G's website. Yeah, yeah, that's so I'll probably snag that one just because that's a cool one. And uh yeah, I I'd really like to get uh I'm waiting for a new, uh, what like the the t-shirt jerseys or whatever. You know, what I'm talking about the dry uh, fit pit shirts, sh- huh? The pit shirts. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pit shirts. Yep, that's they have they have the three chi ones in the rig. Do they now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't think they did when I was at Richmond. So it must they have three chi and cheddars actually. Okay, so those are new then, just within the last couple of weeks. And they have the they have the three chi jacket now too. This was the first time I saw it, like the actual like. Crew jacket, like, but yeah, I, I'm 
I don't know if I'll, I, cause I'll probably wear a special outfit for North Wilkesboro. So Charlotte 600 will don a new era of KB race day attire. Hell yeah. With a, with a three G pit shirt. I hope they have the, uh, the day in the, in the rig this weekend. Cause I'll definitely be picking that one up. Yes, sir. I got the Lucas Oil Fontana one too. Right? <coughs> yesterday. All right, let's uh let's go over some sprint car news and notes real quick. We had obviously the high limits race last night. Um, Anthony Macri picking up the big win at uh, 34 Raceway in Iowa. You had Zeb Wise finishing second, Kyle Larson finishing third, Big Money Brent Marks finishing fourth, and Tyler Courtney rounding out your top five last night. Um, stacked field again as the second race of the high limit season kicks off. And, and, uh, yeah, you were able to watch a little bit of that. I think you fell asleep before the feature. Uh, yeah, man, I felt night, you know, the school nights get us certainly after Talladega weekend, it's understandable. Um, but yeah, what'd you think? Tell us a little bit about that. I mean, it was a cool event. Like you said, a ton of cars showed up, so they had a ton of, which is why it ended up going off so late. And I ended up falling asleep, just a lot of heats and preliminary races and like multiple different lcqs and stuff because of uh how big the field is which is obviously but i mean it's like it's like watching a knoxville nationals field right it, 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 on a tuesday night in the middle of april it's pretty sweet like, but yeah. no, I, I love the series and i'm gonna be trying to get more into it and hopefully not fall asleep the next race but no i'm i think it's awesome what they're doing and I don't know. I think this series is really getting ready to uh, to take. I, I, like if you, they're putting these outlaws in the situation still where they're only allowed to go run like what like three races or something or like or it's got to be within a certain distance. And I mean that stuff's really going to heat up because it seems like these guys are really enjoying having a good time at these high limits races. And there's obviously a lot of money at play there, so. Um, the outlaws are it's going to be interesting to follow the story and the all-stars for that matter are really going to have to step their purses up or you know incentivize these teams more to to compete yeah no doubt aka but, cancel in knoxville a yeah, week go ahead get into it yeah yeah i guess I mean, I, I mean i'll tell you how i feel about it go ahead it's been so long it's been like over a week now i forgot but yeah i got in a big back and forth on Twitter with some of those dudes. It's just like, my whole thing is like local shows, the, uh, the touring series, they race in the cold all the time. It's like, why are they acting like this one time? Like, nah, they can't race in the cold. They do it all the time. That was my whole point. I kept making like, it's not like that. It's like foreign that like they never race in the cold. That was the whole argument I was trying to make with a lot of these people. And they're just like, shut up. You don't pay the bills. It's like, okay, well, I don't pay the bills on fucking hockey either, and I'm watching hockey. and have well, a not, that's, the great, that's the great thing about racing is if you don't want to show up, you don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to run that week. If, you, if you're worried it's going to hurt your motor, then don't run. But, but we run damn sprint cars in fucking February here in Pennsylvania. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Don't tell me it's too cold when it's 30 degrees. I'm not saying it's not too cold, and I'm not saying it's not going to not hurt the motor. You know what I'm saying? It, it – Damn near might blow it up. It might hurt it. It probably will hurt it. I don't know. But like I said, let the teams make that call if they want to run or not. Like yeah. Certainly at a, at a track like Knoxville, I think you 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 don't cancel the event. Like 
you, I think you try to have that event. What if this is the World Finals? Are you going to cancel the World Finals because it's cold? Are you kidding me? Yeah, the National Open, it's like fucking... Like, I, obviously, crazy. it wasn't the the Knoxville Nationals. I mean, it's only an early season event, but still, like I said, we want to see racing certainly in Knoxville. And, and yeah, it's, it's certainly frustrating when you they cancel the whole show that early in the week. Um, I don't and it's know. just the teams bitching and not wanting to travel and not wanting to hurt their motors, and they get together and... Like, I'm sure there's, you know, for lack of a better term, like collusion going on there with a lot of those decisions where it's not like just the series and the track. It's like a, or, but in my, I agree with everything you said. And it's like, it's just not a a good way. Like, like, why are we going to pay for a fucking dirt vision description or subscription in the first two or three months of the season? Half the fucking races get rained out for the main series that we pay 300 fucking dollars to watch. Right. Why, like, what's, like, why, why are we going to pay for that shit? Whereas, like, you go on Flow, and, like, Flow has a lot more to, to you know, where they have Cars Tour and local shows and Wheel and Modified and stuff, and it's cheaper than Dirt Vision, but then Dirt Vision, well, $300. I, I'll say hold the phone on that because Dirt Vision does give you two logins for the price of 300 where Flow only gives you one for 150 so... Yeah, true. It's about the same. I will give. I will say that, but the content diversity is certainly hands down better on Flow. They literally yeah. just have outlaws on Dirt Visions. And uh, yeah, the, I, I all of this. I expect some shakeups uh, in the next couple of years. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. No but problem. hey, we're we're uh, we're back in action. Hopefully this weekend with uh, a race at Tri City Speedway on Friday and. Uh, that's going to be the first time in 15 years that the Outlaws will be back there at Tri-City. And then on Saturday, they head to Indiana for Tri-State Speedway. Um, so don't get those two confused. It's Tri-City on Friday and Tri-State on Saturday. Um, yeah, it should be should be a good weekend. Um, I said hopefully the weather cooperates and we can get some more racing in. I wanted to give a shout-out also to uh, Brandon Overton. Uh, won $50,000 to win feature at the Talladega Short Track on Saturday night. I wasn't able to make it over there, but uh, awesome, awesome that they had the uh, had the Outlaw Late Models there this weekend. Yeah, it's a big, big payday down there in Talladega. So shout out to uh, shout out to Brandon Overton. <coughs> yep, absolutely. All right, man, well, you ready to uh, make some picks on this thing? Yeah, let's do it. I don't, uh, I don't have anything I'd. Oh, one more thing I wanted to, to bring up before we make some picks real quick um, and then get out of here. Uh, 75th greatest driver list. A lot of those names are coming out. and I don't like my list. Uh, of. Uh, yeah, so go ahead. Sorry, finish. No, I was going to say, I texted you my list a few weeks ago of, like, my predictions of, like, who was going to be on there of, like, the 25 that they're they're adding to it. So, and you've been uh, pretty, pretty close. Yeah, I think the only one I missed so far is Sterling. So one of mine are going to be wrong. In yeah. the, the twenty five I sent you, but um, no, so I've, I have gone back and checked to see how close you've been on that. So I've been surprised how well you've done. I mean, I guess it's not that hard, but you've uh, you certainly have done a good job on it. Yeah, I was, and yeah, I was just curious to kind of get your thoughts on like the list so far, like. You like the way they're doing it and including like truck guys and Xfinity guys. And- oh, absolutely. It's, you know, it creates a more diverse background and story that you can tell. And, 
And I love the way they're doing it, presenting the boxes to the drivers or calling the drivers, you know, the active drivers getting calls from Jim France. And Denny Hamlin's like, oh, what the fuck did I do now? You know, <laughs> same with Kyle Larson. Like, oh, fuck. What are we getting suspended for now? Um, so, yeah, it's really cool how they've done it. Or they've had, uh, you saw Corey LaJoy uh, give his old man, Big Rand, the box. Um, I guess. Uh, Harrison gave Jeff his box. Yeah. Well, I guess I thought didn't they announce that or something on on, on I think like the broadcast? They like pranked him or something. Yeah, pretty- something. But yeah, it's certainly been cool to see how they've done that. Um yeah, I've I've been a fan of it. It's been been fun to, to keep up with that for sure. And hopefully they do like another like in ninety eight they they have like a whole like bank like ceremony for it and I hope they're able to do something similar to that. And yeah, it's just like it's 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 cool to you know just like see these people like back in the spotlight. That's what I love about it so much. Where it's like people we haven't heard from in a while kind of get like a light shine on them, like Ryan Newman and Carl Edwards, Greg Biffle, uh, Ron Hornaday today, like yeah. Casey Kane. Like obviously he's racing with the Outlaws, so we still see a lot of him. But yeah, no, that's the main thing I love about it is Randy LaJoy, like you know to see some of these names and like, yeah, there's guys I expect to see on there. Like, like I, I mentioned Jack Sprague, like three time truck champion, 28 race wins. You figure he's a be in there at this point. And I mean, who's heard from, I don't know when the last time anybody's heard from Jack Sprague. Like, I don't know what he's up to and like Sterling, like haven't heard from him. Like I know he's not doing the best and it was cool to see him, you know, get, uh, get that honor and how much it meant to him. Carl called in to Moody. Yes, like just like randomly, like called in to thank everybody and talk to Dave for five or six minutes, like it, it just like randomly on a Monday. That was pr- pretty cool. So, so yeah, I, I love it, and it's just something I've been a huge fan of, and I've been uh, enjoying watching play out. All right, let's make some picks, dog. Let's do it. The Monster Mile. Not lead us off with uh, Friday Night Outlaw. Friday Night Outlaws. Okay, so what? Tri City Speedway. You got any, any information about the track? Like, nope, we're going in blind. Oh my god! Um, just, just give me a world outlaws driver. Give me your favorite. All right, Donnie Shots. All right, there you go. There's your winner, fourteen ball. All right, hey, he's the last winner here. I just looked it up, two thousand eight. There you go, perfect. Give me Giovanni Hot Sauce Celsi. That boy's been fast this year. Uh, I think that team continues to to find speed and. And uh, picks up the win Friday night at Tri City, and then um, I guess that rolls into Saturday for me. Point three seven five miles, by the way, for Tri State or Tri City. Uh, Tri City. Okay. For Saturday, give me Sheldon Hodden Shield. The Hod line is going to be rolling. All right. Um, I mean, he's been so. I'll I'll take the the easy money I guess and go with Brad Sweet. All right. What about give me your Xfinity one thirty p.m. on Saturday? Just real quick, you excited for for Dover? You expecting to see like some? I, I know they're not racing the short track package here, but I honestly thought the Dover race last year was pretty good in Cup. So I mean, you excited for Dover? You think we're gonna race in there? 
Uh, I said I can't remember the race last year. I mean, I remember it, it was broken up into two days. I feel like the racing when I was there, just I didn't get to see enough to really get a good judge from it. It and was like I was, 20 laps the day we were there. So Yeah, it was, it was, I feel like it was like 40 laps maybe. It wasn't much, yeah. It was yeah. Like 30, 40. I was no more than like 60. Man, it just wasn't enough to really get a good baseline off of. Certainly with the rain coming in, you know, nobody was really going to push the effort, push the issues. Um, and then obviously I was at work that Monday, so I didn't really get a fair watch of the race. Um, I'd have to go back and, and watch it to give, give you an honest answer. But no, I think the racing will be good. Um, Dover usually puts on a good race. Um, drivers always say it's the fastest sensation of speed they get all year long. So that's always fun. You got like a 30 foot drop into turn one and then climb back up those 30 feet out of two. Same with three and four. So yeah, man, the monster mile who you got for Saturday. Uh, I'll go with a guy who's picked up a few checkered flags this season already. I'll say he does it again. Give me Austin Hill. Hey, 21. And let me give you the odds on that, by the way. Austin Hill is laying at 1,600 right now. All right. I'm going to go with a chalky pick. Give me the eight car, Josh Berry, plus 400. That team, the whole JRM organization needs something to turn around. Uh, I think they catch fire here and then go on a run. And then Sunday. Oh, Sunday. Oh, man. Hendrick track. Huh? It's a Hendrick track. Like. Certainly has been of late, yes. I mean, Jimmy Johnson won there, what, 11? The, the top three favorites are Kyle Larson, William Byron, Chase Elliott, in that order. Probably could have imagined Bowman would have been up there, too, if he wasn't missing the race. Yeah. Um, even Josh Berry at 3,300. That's not bad. Um, you know what? Give me the eights are wild. I'm going with the eight car, Kyle Bush at 1600 to win. Okay. Back to back. Back to back. Kyle, Kyle Bush is back, baby. Back if, Kyle, back. If, if Kyle Bush goes back to back and I'm in attendance, but I might never be sober again. <laughs> you, you'll have to go to Darlington at that point. Oh my God. I go have, have to DM Kyle and be like, bruh, you want to win Darlington? Like, just let me know. Let me let me know. I'll be there. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, yeah, that would be amazing. Um, I'm gonna go. Eights, with, eights are wild, baby. Eights are wild. Doing some gambling this weekend. I'm gonna go with a guy. He's been running really good, but hasn't won in a while. And people probably, but hasn't won in over a year now. But I'll say that changes, and he's gonna probably ruffle. But he's gonna get back to victory lane, and Ross Chastain gets it done at the Monster Mile. Okay, not not where I thought you were headed with that pick. That is, um, let me see here, plus fourteen hundred for that pick. I thought you were gonna go with the Hendrick guy, but you uh, you you sold me. All right, well, there's a picks. There's there's a winner in there somewhere, folks. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Well, there's a winner in there. Come on, have faith. Probably no practice or qualifying this week, the way things are, are, are looking with the weather. So that'll make it pretty hard to bet. But Yep. Get them in early. Get those good odds. We're usually pretty good with this stuff. So, By the way, 
Uh, one of my bets I gave out on here last week hit Todd Gill on top 10. Came ten. There you go. So. Solid. We're, I'm telling you, as I said, have faith. We're good at this stuff. We know what we're talking about. Underdog top 10 pick. We, we got a podcast. We know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, no shit. All right, dog. Underdog top 10 pick real quick this week. Eric Almarola. I see him 6,500 to win, so I imagine he probably gets All right, yeah, here, let me – I like this. We'll do a little segment here. Underdog pick of the week. Eric, yeah. So he's he's good at Dover. I think give, our, give our sleeper top ten of the week. I like it. You said Eric Amarola? Yeah. That's a plus two forty five. There you go. Um I'm gonna go. A little bit more off the wall than that. I said the eight cars would run well. Give me the three car plus three twenty five for a top top ten. Okay. I yeah. Think, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah I'll, that's I'll, what I'm saying. That's our. Give and our, I'll be in Maryland, so I'll be able to throw down some of those. Yep. There's your, your sleeper top ten of the week. Do you know if Delaware has? I don't know if they have. Uh, I know they have. In, I know they have in person. Yeah, but, I'm not sure. You have to have to report back on that. Gotcha. Well, All right. I'll let you uh, next week, my guy. Get the good content as always. And yeah, we'll be back next week to talk about it. All right. Yeah. Come to Dover. Come to Dover. Give it, uh, give it I'm not, not, not going to rule it out 100%. All right. Maybe you can come to the bar with us on Saturday in Rehoboth. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. I'll see you next week. Later.